Welcome to the Think Inspired Podcast. If you're looking to make your dreams a reality, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get out of that lockdown rut, then this podcast is for you. If you're looking to get more energy from feeling lazy all the time, then this podcast is for you. If you just simply want to level up in your life, then this is for you. My name is Patrick Hong, and I'm the host of Think Inspire, a podcast that helps people who want to create momentum in their fitness journey and keep the body of their dreams. Welcome to Think Inspire. What's up? Welcome to the Think Inspired podcast with your boy, Coach Pat. And this is all about from addiction to success. Addiction to success. Hmm. Let that marinate for a second. This is for all my um, people that have been addicted to substances. These are all, this, this podcast is for people that have been addicted to Netflix, addicted to food, addicted to sugar, addicted to caffeine, addicted to sleep, addicted to drugs, addicted to smoking, addicted to drinking, addicted to sex, addicted to porn, addicted to fucking everything, okay? So this podcast is for everyone that's dealing with, has dealt with or is dealing with some form of addiction. I got some shit to say. And I feel like being a coach for the last 10 years to help people transform their lives through lifting weights, exercising, eating good nutritious foods where they wake up in the morning and they don't crawl out of bed. They just jump out of bed because they're so excited for the day because they have great energy. I would say this, as I was going through my addiction, when I started using that period of my life as a lesson to show others on how not to live and the things that I found that helped for me, everything started changing. Like the more issues I had, the more connected I felt with people. So a few years ago, guys, uh, I was in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I was in a lot of trouble. I was in a shitload of trouble. I just got out of a sales role and I was the number one salesperson at Good Life in Coburg in the month of November and December of 2019. I've never been number one before. I've always been number two in everything I've done. Number two, number three, number four. Bodybuilding, I came last. Powerlifting, I came second. Ninja Warrior, I barely made the cut. Like everything I really tried hard in, I was always second or third. So when I did this um, membership consultant role, which is all about building relationships and making people realize that their goals is not just a pipe dream. It's something they can that's tangible and real. I was the best at talking about fitness in Victoria in that month. I was top 10 in Australia and I was coming off a big high. I had no one around me to humble me, which is really looking back. I don't wish anything because there's so many lessons learned, but because I was so high in my own supply, figuratively and literally, it was really difficult to get my head out of the clouds. Like my feet weren't grounded and my head was in the clouds. You know, during that time, like I was going through a lot. This is 2019, December. Like my best friend, both my best friends passed away. I've got two of them tatted on my arm. I don't really talk about it too much on my podcast. So I was on a high, but I was in a lot of emotional pain and I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I was scared of the pain and I was so good because of my childhood to numb pain. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I'm good at saying, fuck this. I'm going to focus on the positive. Fuck this. I'm going to focus on the positive. I never actually sat through pain in, ever in my life because I was so scared of it. 
because no one taught me how to deal with it. And I could only, I've seen, I've seen my parents go through pain. I'm like, this led to self-destruction and I don't want any part of it. So every time I had any level of emotional pain, I would use success or training as a gateway to remove myself from the situation. So what I decided to do was open a gym. All right. Cause like number one, number one, like relationship builder in, in, in Victoria, when it comes to fitness, I'm going to open a gym. So I opened the gym people flocked. It was the wild, wild west. It was amazing. We transformed so many people's lives. I did it from a place of purpose, passion, and integrity. Cause like my best friend passed in that neighborhood and I wanted to bring something back to that community where they felt a sense of belonging. I felt a sense of purpose because like it was a big hit to the whole Altona North, whole Yarraville region. And I wanted to do something positive and everyone understood my message and everyone felt it. Obviously COVID hit and you know, I borrowed a lot of money during that time. I borrowed money off my family because I was so, let me be careful with the words I use. I was so stubborn to not find out if I had any blind spots that I just went all in, opened the gym, borrowed lots of money of family. And yeah, I did make the money back because like people were flocking and people were transforming their bodies, but COVID hit and I didn't make, I didn't get enough people into the gym to transform, to cover the costs of borrowing money from friends from opening the gym. And uh, like, remember like 20, I don't want to go, oh, fuck, revisiting this period just drives me nuts, but I want to show a lesson, right? So last year, March, COVID, <laughs> shut the gym down. I'm like, man, I was so I was such an egomaniac at that time that I said, I don't know what the fuck this COVID fake thing is that uh, we're getting through this. I told my whole gym, I'm like, I don't care what the fuck this is. They need to bring a freaking army to shut this gym down. I just came from a place of like, very territorial. This is my team. You can't take this away from me. Who the fuck do you think you are? And I was, I, I couldn't point the finger because no one knew what was going on, but I just knew that. They're not shutting down my gym. They shut it down. Surely enough, the cops came and said, you got to stop doing this. <laughs> and I said, look, uh, yes, we are going to stop doing this. So I called my own shit out. Uh, we went to Zoom. Now, Remember like mid-year last year when things started opening up again, just before the second wave hit, things were going good. Gym came back up. People started flocking again. We're back. Always training. We're back. Ah, oh, it's so sad because I miss those guys. I miss those guys deeply. Like those are like my brothers back then. You know, I'm I'm the Chinese Vietnamese guy and I had a whole bunch of um, Lebanese, Arabics. Like it was like, it was a great fucking place, man. Like it was just real raw and let's get shit done. We train as a team. I'd let them play any music they want. And it was a great vibe. Like I, I truly miss that, 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 that place and those people. And I want to come back in some way. Like, I, I don't know how, but I miss those people tremendously. So when the second wave hit, then I was in deep shit. Cause like I was emotionally, uh, I got through the first lockdown by smoking a lot of weed. I smoked a lot of weed cause I was stressed about making money. I was like so stressed. That I didn't want to think about money anymore that I was numbing everything. You know, when you have some sort of pain in your life, whether you're overweight, whether you're unfit, whether you're insecure, whether you're scared to see people, whether you're afraid that people can see you for who you really are, you just go to like escapism. For me, weed was escapism. Bantering with the boys was escapism. It wasn't, it was just trying to get me through the day because I didn't know what next week looked like. <laughs> and I wasn't comfortable knowing, I wasn't comfortable not knowing what next week looked like because I've always been like, in some type of way control like i like to control things like i think that's what makes me a good business owner but i don't think it makes me a good um it made like i'm better at it a lot better now but 
because I wanted to control outcomes all the time. My relationships were really poor because I never let people come in to me. Like, like I would never let people in. I never let people in because I didn't want to like open up this vulnerable side of me because I have a lot of baggage, you know what I mean? And like everyone else has baggage. So anyway, second COVID hit and shut the whole gym down. Uh, I didn't feel that great. Let's put it that way. I, I, I got a dog because I felt so lonely. I, um, purchased, I purchased the dog. I found a dog. I, I fell in love with that dog. His name is Zeus, little boy, uh, fucks me up. So that dog got me through that second lockdown because I was with that thing every fucking day. We were driving to like the dog parks. He'd lick my face. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> You're so annoying, but I love you. And I can't look after myself right now, but I'll do my best to look after you. And I had a really good relationship with this little German Shepherd. It was a black German Shepherd. I remember during that time, it was really hard to get dogs. And dogs were really, really popular and in demand at that time. And I was so certain when he came on Gumtree that I was going to get him. This black German Shepherd, athletic, fit, needs loyalty, needs to be trained. I'm like, I'm that guy. Let me go. Let me go get him. So I drove, I broke the five kilometer rule, drove all the way across the city, looked at the dog. I said to the owner, I'm buying this right now. I'll, bank, I'll wire you money right now. I didn't have any money. <laughs> I just found scraps and I transferred him like three grand and I'm like, I, want, I, need, I need this dog. It wasn't a one. I needed this dog for my own sanity. Like I was reading some books like, how do I deal with loneliness and depression? It's like, get a dog. Get a dog. I'm like, all right, I'll fuck get a dog. <laughs> Got the dog and this dog fucked me up, man. Showed me that I had to be vulnerable and how showed me that I have to be like, I don't like the word weak, but like let my shit go, let my toughness go and like really connect with that thing. So I lost the gym. I lost a lot of money, $50,000 in debt, doing a lot of drugs, but I had the dog. <laughs> that fucking dog was everything to me. You know, and as I uncover all these stories, I um, was falling out of a lot of relationships in my life during then. Like I got into some really toxic relationships and I had to make a decision to leave um, Altona North and move to the city because I wanted a fresh start. I'm like, I'm an embarrassment here. I came to Altona North to open a fucking gym. It fucking crashed hard. Uh, whether it's my fault, COVID's fault, I don't know, but I'm left with nothing. I have a dog. <laughs> Uh, that's all I have. <laughs> and I said, look, I can't even look after this dog right now. Like this, like, to be honest, I wasn't, I was, the dog was looking after me. Like the dog was looking after me and I felt so guilty that I'm like, I need to fix my shit. Like I need to be a man. Look in the mirror. I'm like, no one's coming. No one's fucking coming, Patty. No one's fucking coming. You, you're in debt. You're an emotional wreck. You take a lot of drugs. Look in the mirror. No one's coming. No one's fucking coming. So, you can like play around with your dog all the fucking time and pretend like everything's okay and you love your dog and dog loves you, but there's 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 levels to life and right now you need to call your out call your own shit out and, and do something about it. So I one of the hardest things hardest things I've ever had to do was to um go on Gumtree and put my dog up for sale. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services. We help twenty to thirty year olds get the body of their dreams without consuming so much of their time. If you want to see more, check out some of our results on Instagram, thedreamteam.fitness. And give them to a family where they can actually look after him. Because I'm a business owner and business is 24-7 sometimes, and especially when you're in debt. And I'm not going to take on this responsibility that I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle. So I'd rather give, that, give the dog a, a lovely home 
I gave it to like this family in I think Melton. He had like three kids. They love dogs. The the mom had like a German Shepherd before. So I felt really, really good. You know, when you love something so much, you don't care if it goes because you know they're in a better place. That's how I felt. So I felt completely at peace for it. Like I've got a photo. Um, oh, I've got a photo of him somewhere. Every time I look at it, it makes me sad. So I try not to have it around too much. Anyway, so fast forward to like where I'm at, where I'm at now. During that time, I was depressed and I did have like one day. Well, okay, I, I've dealt with people. I've worked with people with... Um, I, like seriously now, I've worked with people with depression. I've worked with people with mental health issues. I've worked with people that take antidepressants. I've worked with people that are suicidal. I've worked with people that slept under a suicide note under their pillow every day for a whole year. I've worked with like all these people and I, I, there's patterns, right? So I knew this and I helped them get out of it, but the fucking tables were switching and it was really scary. I never really told this on camera before, but there was one day, I think it was in September 2020, no, October 2020. There was a day I woke up smoking weed at like eight o'clock in the morning. I look outside my balcony. I look, I look outside. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> uh, I don't have any clients. I'm broke as fuck. I live in the city. I have no friends. I'm smoking weed by myself. Why am I here? This thought came into my head and I, I freaked out. I was like, what the fuck? I need to write this out. I need to be appropriate right now. And I'm scared. And it's okay. Let me get a pen out. Let me get a paper out. So I got my pen out. I started writing in my journal. As I wrote in my journal, there was this word that came up and it kept coming in my head. Like it started with the word S and I, I'm, I'm still scared to say it today. Like I've seen other people use that word, but I've never used the word. I never thought about the word. I never thought about doing self-harm. And um, when I looked at it, it scared the fuck out of me so bad that I couldn't write the word out that I promised myself one thing that day. I would stop smoking weed um, and I would like go back to work because like, I wasn't working. I was working online for a little bit, but nothing substantial. And then I made a phone call to a good friend of mine. I said, hey, I want to go back to the gym. I want to like train. I want to work as like a representative, a membership consultant at the gym because like I can't, I can't open a gym now. I'm too weak. Like I, I don't, I'm starting from scratch. I'm like a fucking intern. Like take me in. I'll pay me whatever. I, I just need something to do. I got, I got 160 hours in the week and all I think, all I'm doing is self-obsessing with my own thoughts. I'm going insane. I need work. And she's like, I'll take you in. Like you were the best. <laughs> and like in my head, I'm like, yeah, I was the best. Now I'm fucking just so you know, I'm not that guy anymore. Like I might be able to talk like that guy, but inside I'm not that guy. <laughs> and um, got back to the gym, started like doing pretty good again. I was pretty happy with my success. And I remember this PT the PT manager at Good Life in South, Mel South Melbourne, Damo, he, um, fuck, I'm unloading on this podcast here. Jesus Christ, I'm taking you left, right, and forward and backwards. Hopefully, you get something that resonates with you. And let me know if anything in this story actually clicked with you. It'd be pretty cool to know. So Damien, who's a PT manager, put a note on my desk saying, here's a contract to be a personal trainer at the gym. My ego was like, this again, back to being a PT I was a gym owner for five years and now I'm a fucking PT. Like the ego of me was fucking phenomenal, right? On the other side of me, I was scared to death. I don't, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go back. I don't want to start again. I don't want to start again. So I left that contract on my desk for like three weeks. And he said to me, he kept walking into the membership consult room saying, what are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing in this room? <laughs> like you're so much more than where you are right now. Like he was looking me in the eyes, so confused. He didn't know what I was going through. 
anyway, I had to take the contract. It was a good contract. It was a really nice one. And I joined and I became really successful very fast. And that is thanks to a guy named Bryden. So he was my mentor. I paid him $10,000 up front. I found, found some credit cards and I paid him 10K. I'm like, I need help. Will you help me become successful again? Because I'm in big debt and I have no friends and I have no help and support. He's like, yeah, I'll help you. He helped me. I became the busiest successful personal trainer in two months in all of Good Life in South Melbourne. And like ask anyone there how I went last year in January and February and they can tell you fundamentally I was the most successful. I worked the hardest. I stayed back the longest. I woke up the earliest. My whole life was success, which mean like other areas of my life was non-existent. But I needed to get my I needed to get myself out of this financial debt. Eventually got well, kind of got my way out of it. And I was still numbing myself to a lot of the pain. Like I was still numbing, 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 numbing. And this is probably the first time I've ever had to like talk on a podcast in depth of how that all went. And the reason why I want to share this with you today is because like you need to go through this shit. Like you have to go through it because if you want to be a mom, if you want to be a dad, if you want to be a good friend, you want to be a good boyfriend, you want to be a good husband or wife. Like there's some lessons that I feel like you learn throughout your journey of life kind of reflects and gives out lessons to just passing it forward and sharing in that. You know, I feel like that's the most beautiful thing about it. Like when I'm speaking to my students now, I can really connect with them on a, like a deep level because of all the pain I've been through. I don't, I'm not numbing it anymore. Like when someone says to me, Hey Pat, I'm going through some really hard issues right now, like with my partner or like my career, I don't judge, man. Like they tell me this, I, I receive what they're saying and I'm like, Hey, it's okay not to be okay it's okay not to be gay and like I'm all ears. Like I'm your fitness coach, right? But I'm, 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 I want you to feel like I'm a friend. Like I want you to feel like when I'm listening to Pat, I can trust him because he's been, he, he knows the pain. Maybe he does, it's not specific pain, but he, I, he knows the depth of pain because like he's been there before. So whenever like someone joins the academy, I, I know where they're coming from. Like they really don't like the way they look. They hate the way they look and I've been there, but it's bigger than that. It's like, what, who are you? when you don't feel good, like, what is that person? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you want to take care of this area of your life? Like when I took care of that, these finance issues I had in my life, I fundamentally had better relationships because I'm not going into relationships where I'm like, is this a transaction? What am I going to get from this guy? Or what am I going to get from this girl? Or what am I going to get in this meeting? It's more of a place of abundance where I'm like, what can I give in this meeting? What can I give in this relationship? What can I give to this client of mine? What can I give to my friend? What type of value can I give? But I had to be like, I won't fucking lie to you. Based on my story, I would say this. I, when my back was against the wall, it was like, I'm all in. I'm like, I don't care. I need to get myself out of there. And, but I couldn't continue that way because it was a very lonely path. And I, I feel like there's, it was growing season for me. Like right now, I'm, I'm not chilling, but like I'm, I'm really fundamentally working on all the relationships we have in the, in the academy and it's growing every day. Like we had two students this morning wake up at 4.30 a.m. They don't even fucking know each other. They're just, they're just in my, my community and they've been texting, they've been messaging like, hey, let's train at 4.30 in the morning. They woke up this morning, went to the gym and trained together. They did a post-workout selfie, put it in the group and I'm like, what the fuck? Like what's going on here? This is crazy. This is crazy shit. People are waking up at 4.30 in the morning to train and they don't even know the other person that well. And they're just like, hey, I trust you because like you're a part of the academy. And we're changing lives. Like it's not just like lose weight, feel good. We're changing freaking lives. Like any, and I know some of you guys, especially my friends from school, or maybe you didn't know me 
you didn't know me at school. Like you knew me, but you didn't know me. You know what I mean? That guy, the Asian guy is just one of those guys. But now you see me and you're like, whoa, he's done some shit. He's not afraid to put himself out there. And I get a lot of you guys like messaging me from school, right? And if you're listening to this, let me tell you this. You don't have to be the same person now, next year. It doesn't have to happen. It fucking doesn't have to happen. <clears throat> I know where like, like our school, our tunnel of Bayside, um, Growing up in that school, it was a fucking facade. I tell you what, everyone's trying to be tough. Everyone's trying to be tough. Everyone's trying to be cool, tough. That they, they all have their shit together. Like it's all bullshit. Because I went to a high school reunion a few years ago, and all the cool guys were like, "I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is what you're doing. Like I know, but I, I, I I've been there too. I've remember. I thought I was cool, and I realized this is just a word. Like what's what the fuck is cool? Why don't you try to be real? Like anyone can be cool." but only few people can be real and true courage is authenticity, right? So I want to encourage every single one of you who wants to change, not just physically. I mean, it starts with that, right? Like if you have more energy in your life, you're going to show up as a better human in general. So I want to invite you and encourage you to make decisions where it challenges you to be the best you. And from that place, know that it serves you because like that is your true self. Why would you want to go another year, two, five, 10, 15, 20 years <clears throat> with the question of like, what if? Did you just waste two years of your life? You got to ask yourself that. Did you just waste two years of your life? I'm coming up pretty real and raw and authentic now because like it's just the vibe I'm like feeling because like as I look back at my journey, like so many things have changed. I never, ha- I don't have to worry about finances anymore. I never thought I could say that. I never have to worry about the way people look at me when I take my top off. I never thought I could say that. It's fucking crazy. Like I had someone join like three days ago to the Academy and he's like, Pat, like, like I'm skinny and I hate the way I look. I don't feel confident. Like outside looking in, you look at the guy, it's like, he looks pretty good, but I know how he feels. It doesn't matter what other people think. It's matters what you think. Yeah. I can go on forever. That's pretty much it. This whole podcast was about, addiction to success thank you for listening to the think inspired podcast we are like at 85 episodes now we're about to hit 100 i'm so proud of like all my listeners and all my followers and together like i want to make sure that anything that i'm saying to you now hits so freaking hard that you're like pat i'm ready to change i'm I'm gonna fucking do this i'm gonna dump her i'm gonna dump him i'm gonna i'm gonna ask him out I'm going to fucking book this fucking holiday. I'm going to quit my job. I hate my... Let me grab my microphone for a second. I'm getting a bit passionate. I fucking hate my job. I hate it to my core. The last thing I want to do right now is go to fucking work. I've been living this fucking lie for like five fucking years. Like I'm just working for a paycheck. You're telling me when I was eight years old and I had all these dreams of being this fucking person, now I'm right here 20 years later and I'm fucking miserable? Like, is this the fucking life that's set out for me? If I continue this way, where will I be in a few years' time? Like, let that sink hard for you guys, right? If you're in a relationship or in a job that you despise, but you've hit it, you've hidden your feelings because you don't want to like, you like comfort and you like the routine and you want to wake up tomorrow with a hug, but the only person that you should feel like hugging is yourself. Your relationship with you is probably more important than any other relationship in this planet. Cause let's face it, you are with you forever and nothing else is guaranteed. So just remember this, 
Life is too short to be playing the same fucking game over and over again and not getting to the other side. Can I repeat this for a second? Life is too short to be playing the same fucking game and not getting to the other side. Pain serves you. How do I know this? Because I trained a pastor who speaks to millions of people around the world. And he said, having people um, in my church, you know what the biggest question they ask me is? I'm like, what? He's like, what's my purpose? That's the biggest question we get with college students right now. What's my purpose? And then even deeper is, do you know what the universal language is? Do you know what the universal language is? And I said something stupid like English. He's like, no. I'm like, love? He's like, no. I'm like, fucking music? Spit it out, man. And he's like, it's pain. Everyone has pain. Not many people have love, but everyone has pain. And he said that. And these things hit me so hard because I didn't have love growing up. Right. And pain is all I've ever had. (laughs) And... I've gotten here through this fucking word and this fucking emotion. I'm telling you, everything comes good from your biggest pains and let that fucking thing open. I've swore a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. I feel like that's probably the realest podcast I've ever, I've ever spat out in my life. Um, Hope you guys enjoy that. Let's switch gears here now. Let that all sink in. Message me your biggest takeaways, write out your biggest takeaways from today, look at it, let it sink in, and don't shy away from it. Cool. That is all. Hope that hits. Hope that hits hard. Busy people, listen up. This is the number one podcast for getting momentum in your fitness journey and keeping the body of your dreams. If you're getting value from this podcast and you want to learn how to create the health and physique of your dreams so you can feel confident in your everyday life, what I want you to do is go to my Instagram. Patrick Hong Fit, and DM me with the words energy. Our mission is to make busy people get the body of their dreams without spending countless hours in the gym or the kitchen. We want to give you the tools and strategies that some of our best clients are using in 2021. So go to my Instagram at Patrick Hong Fit and DM me the word energy.